the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prop Show and transitioning from our conversation about a competitive model for K-12 education to a competitive model for the larger economy in the United States and the Western world. Pleased to be joined by Donald Devine, who is the Grucock Senior Scholar at the Fund for American Studies. He's also the author of the book, The Enduring Tension, Capitalism and the Moral Order, which uh, releases today. So you want to pick that up at uh, all the usual places, Amazon and the like, The Enduring Tension, Capitalism and the Moral Order. Donald Devine, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. So uh, we were talking a little bit earlier in the program about uh, President Xi's sort of buy the world a Coke and a smile propaganda at Davos. And one of the things that the Chinese communists have uh, essentially figured in their approach to global domination is that domestically, you don't have to give people freedom, but you do have to give them comfort. And it seems that some uh, politicians in this country are pursuing sort of the same path as you know the 21st century model of whatever capitalism used to be as an organizing principle for an economy is not so much the ability to pursue your own economic ends as it is government that's at least quasi provide a uh, comfort that's at least quasi provided by the government. Capitalism is just a, an efficient means to do things. Capitalism has to have a moral order behind it if it's going to work well. If it has a moral order like China, it's going to act one way. If it has a moral order like traditionally the uh, United States uh, Western civilization has, it's going to be in another way. Uh, uh, and unfortunately, uh, this country, uh, especially its elite, its leaders, are losing that moral sense uh, that made Western civilization uh, and the more that happens, the more we're going to look like China. Well, and, and to your point, I mean, that this is also a failure then arguably of uh, conservatives and those who call themselves capitalists in that uh, traditional notion of capitalism for not making the moral case. It's not just about, uh, as you say, the most efficient means to distribute scarce resources, but it's also the most moral system. It's a system rooted in cooperation rather than coercion. And we We've lost that moral case, and uh, we've uh, stopped making that moral case, and, and as a result, uh, we shouldn't be surprised maybe that so many young people don't even understand what capitalism is or what socialism is and what the two different systems implicate. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Uh, the problem is really our higher education system, our higher education system, and I used to be a professor at the University of Maryland for many years, uh, uh, there were one or two conservatives uh, on the political science faculty when I was there. Today, there are none. Uh, mm -hmm. um, you can't truly blame the people. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, there's this philosophy of so-called progressivism, uh, uh, which uh, uh, just thinks that you've got to tell people how to do everything. Uh, uh, there's little or no sense of freedom. They 
I mean, freedom is what built Western civilization. It's built into the structure of it. And unfortunately, so many people have lost the moral sense, any sense of religion or morality, and all they can do is force people to follow what they think they have to do. And, of course, they're also relying on a very imperfect model, this model of centralized bureaucracy uh, doing everything. It just doesn't work. Uh, uh, I was a professor minding my own my, uh, business in Maryland. This guy, Ronald Reagan, comes along and convinces me to, to help him uh, become president. He, he he made me the chief bureaucrat in the, gov- in the federal government, the head of the civil service. Uh, and actually, we got some things done over four years, but it, it's just such a cumbersome it's really an 18th century uh, uh, solution to modern problems. It can't get anything done. It's got 50, 60 levels between the guy on the top that makes a decision, the secretary of the department, and, and where it hits the ground with real people. And there's almost no communication between the top and the bottom. Um, it's just an old system. It doesn't work. Uh, uh, and I'll tell you, in some ways... Uh, the, the Biden administration is going to be very interesting. It's going to uh, try to do all these things with this uh, model that doesn't work, uh, uh, and it's going to fail. Uh, I think this is going to be really the decisive failure of this centralized model to, to work government. You have a president going in, he's got a, a majority in the House and a majority in the Senate, uh, the presidency. Uh, They've got all they need to get it done, and it doesn't work. It it, it just isn't going to happen. Uh, and I think that provides a, a great opportunity for people who, who understand how important freedom and decentralization. Uh, my friend Ronald Reagan used to say the secret to America's success was federalism, that it decentralized uh, in government and decentralized in the private sector with uh, the capitalist market. Uh, uh, that's the only thing that works, and the more that we tie that up, uh, uh, the more do- trouble we're in. Uh, and and uh, so and so, if if uh, this sclerotic centralized bureaucracy that you're talking about, which gets uh, more cumbersome with each passing administration, if there is this watershed moment where it finally collapses in on itself like a dying star in terms of legitimacy, then uh, it seems to me one of the uh, imperatives, moral imperatives as well as functional imperatives. Is sort of like what the work the Fund for American Studies does, which is develop talented people. You, you can't tackle, you know, reimagining K through 12 or, or post secondary education altogether all at once, but you can develop talent and you can um, and provide pathways for talented people to go into and try to perhaps rediscover and, uh, and re imbue uh, similarly scholastic institutions to government like so many college campuses, so many universities with uh, renewed intellectual vigor. If you're if you're bringing talent to the table and it, it just seems this is going to be a painstaking process, but but it's the one that needs to be done. Yeah, well, I mean, the Fund for American Studies and many other organizations are, uh, are teaching people history. Uh, the, the poor students don't know anything about it. Just talking to a, a woman I've been working with for many years, and she told me that... Uh, she sent actually my last book uh, to a whole bunch of people, uh, 
and she says, they just say, I never saw any of this before. This right. is so interesting. It's exciting. Now, you have to find somebody who's interested and wants to learn, and that's one of the things the fund does. We go out and try to find those people. And all we have to do is teach them this great history of the West and its philosophy and its moral structure. This is new, unfortunately, to so many of our students. They do not get this at the university, uh, uh, almost anywhere. There are some exceptions, but uh, uh, the great majority, they just never hear this story. Well, and this is why we need uh, scholars like you to continue producing scholarship like your book, The Enduring Tension, Capital, Capitalism and the Moral Order. He is Donald Devine. Donald Devine, thanks so much for joining us, and good luck with the book. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Enjoy the snowy weather out there. <laughs> thank you. Take care. Brought to you by the Fund for American Studies. The Fund for American Studies is an educational nonprofit that is changing the world by developing leaders for a free society, offering transformational programs that teach the principles of limited government, free market economics, and honorable leadership to students and young professionals in America and around the world. Download a free ebook to learn how you can become a champion for liberty at teachingfreedom.org. Political fakers, fixers, and takers. He's Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show.